that 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 Jesus dude. That Hotep Jesus dude. Hotep. Hotep to the chat. What up, people? We back. Shout out to Geeky Anomaly in the chat. Hotep Yatu Savez in the chat. We got an amazing show lined up for you this morning. I have the sex god, the sex guru, interplanetary porn star, Sterling Cooper in the chat. Oh, man. Oh, baby. This is, this is one for the books, y'all. If you're not familiar with this guy, you are about to be very familiar. Sterling, how you doing, bro? I'm doing fantastic, Hotel. Look, you can hopefully they won't be too familiar with me uh, yet. <laughs> Look, no, no, normally, seriously, though, normally most people, a lot of people don't really recognize me because I get filmed from the neck down uh, the majority of the time. So if you guys don't recognize me, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Fellas, we're going to get you hip to uh, how to score and how to be better in the bedroom today. All y'all need tips. I know I'm here to get some tips. We can always use some extra tips. First thing I just want to say is, um, Sterling, you're fucking cheating, bro. You're good. You're, 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 I mean, you're, you're well built. You got the face of a, of a Greek God. You got the light eyes. How tall are you? Uh, six foot, six foot one. See what I'm like saying? You're right. six foot. You're probably well hung. And 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 you got the cheat code accent. Where you from? Australia, mate. Australia, mate. And you're from Australia. You got the accent, bro. There's no way people can score chicks like you. Is this true? I'll tell you what. Like, look, I don't have any hair though. So like, <laughs> look, it's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got enough of the other cheat codes that the hair don't even matter. <laughs> got the I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll tell you one thing though. American girls, as, as much as I like American girls, and I like the American accent on a chick, they're they're really bad at picking what my accent is. They've got no American girls have no idea where I'm from whenever I speak. They're just guessing all the time. How do you compare American girls to international girls? <sighs> okay. Are we talking? Because this, this depends what you're talking about. Are you talking about the professional ladies that I work with, or are you talking about your regular girls that you would casually date. Regular. Regular girls. So American girls are a lot more uh, gold diggery. Really? Superficial, I, I would that. say. Well, if just because I'm comparing them to, okay, I'm comparing them to, say, Australian girls, English girls, uh, South American girls, and Eastern European girls, which is primarily what I have experience with. Okay. Now, I'll, I'll add a caveat there. Ura Ukrainian Russian girls, they're like they're looking for a guy with money, but they're also looking for a guy to settle down and be faithful to. So there's a there's a caveat there, right? Mm. Whereas American girls versus say, you know, women I've encountered anywhere else in the world, they will be a bit more superficial. They're way more interested in like clout and like social media status mm. than and everywhere else in the world. Don't really give them. They don't. I mean, they, do, they it's, it makes you stand out, but they're not really, you know, looking for that clout as much anywhere else in the world. So that's, to me, that was the one thing that really stood out when I came to America was how much, how impactful that is in the dating scene. So it seems like the international girls are going straight for the bag and the American girls are going for the clout. They want that Instagram following, man. They want to they boost their socials. Oh, wow. Why? So is that like uh, to make themselves more marketable to other men? I think so. I think so. I think, I think American girls have this kind of mis this slight misconception that like a guy actually gives a crap about like how much clout she has. Mm. When in reality, like if a girl's pretty, a girl's, if a girl's pretty and polite, pleasant to be around and, you know, serves me, then I don't give a crap. In fact, it's better if she has a small social media following because she's probably less likely to be like egotistical and narcissistic. You know, she's probably more likely to be well behaved. She's probably got less dudes sliding into you know, DMs. She's got, you know, less distraction, less to like compare and, and create that kind of seed of doubt in her mind. So 
yeah, you know, and it, it, at least to me, maybe you're different. Okay, but I, I really don't give a shit how many followers a girl has. Mm. Yeah, I uh, that's that's something I, I think I wrote in my book is you know I told guys go for the girls that don't have a following. You know, she got over a thousand followers. She's ruined, bro. <laughs> and it's funny, man. Like you, you'll meet girls from like a tiny little town in like, I mean, right now I'm in Dubai. You know, not exactly tiny little towns, but they'll be from like small villages or small villages in like Eastern Europe and stuff. And they'll have huge followings, huge followings, or even even from tiny towns in like England, and they'll have huge followings because they can just. Because sips are everywhere, man. Like, like thirsty dudes are all over the globe, and Instagram gives them all access to the same women. So right. that's what you, it's that what, it's what creates that phenomenon. So uh, I remember seeing an Instagram story about uh, somebody flying a chick out to Dubai so she can shit on his face. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm hearing all these crazy stories about Dubai. Is this true that Dubai is kind of like this wild, crazy place? Um, as far as like flying out the Instagram thoughts, et cetera, that kind of culture. So what you that, that example you're referring to is, uh, in my industry, that is, that is, uh, colloquially known as the Dubai porta potty. Uh, so that is, <laughs> that is what that sort of service, I guess you could say is referred to. And, uh, yeah, that's when, that's when wealthy men from this part of the world will fly out Western girls from the, or, or Eastern European girls and, uh, yeah, defecate somewhere. And they, uh, they pay them. I mean, I want to say they pay them handsomely for it, but yeah. I don't know if there's any amount of money that I would accept for that. Right. Uh, anyway, but, mm. <laughs> so, but apparently they have a price. Uh, <laughs> what is the, the sex culture like out there? You know, as far as well, like that whole, I don't know, high value woman is concerned. Well, here, I mean, this is my first time visiting Dubai. I've been out here for maybe, I think I've almost been out here for three weeks now. Uh, bouncing around to a lot of different nightclubs, different different restaurants, different bars, seeing a lot of the culture, seeing, you know, getting uh, exposed to it on a, a high velocity uh, scale. But the, it's very, and I don't want to say anything that's going to bring any disrespect towards the United Arab Emirates. Let me make that perfectly clear. Right. That's always a, that's a terrible idea for anyone to ever do. Right. Uh, just uh, FYI. But it's this the that scene is very underground. It's very secretive. It's very uh, covert and and hidden away and yeah private. Mm. It's definitely not. It's not something that's ever talked about openly. Ever advertised openly. You'll never hear anything, any news about that really coming out of this country at all, ever, because they really value their reputation here. It's extremely important. Uh, they're very, very proud people. Super, I mean, Emiratis are fantastic. I've met a, I've met a bunch of Emiratis since I've been here. They're fantastic people. S super respectful, great manners, but very, very proud and, and honorable about their culture and, and take a lot of pride in it. So they take lengths to protect its reputation, mm. you know? So any, any of these kind of stories you'll hear, you're going to hear them from outside of the country more so than from inside the country. Right, right, right. How how are you uh, performing out there? <laughs> so I'm not actually I'm not performing, shall we say? Uh, in, well, I don't mean the, professionally. The, uh, I mean off yeah, the books. Yeah. I'm definitely off the books here. Uh, it's good out here, man. I mean, you have to find. You got to wade through. And filter out the the working girls because there's a there's a few girls who fly into this city same as where i'm from in miami or maybe actually well not as much it's more so here than in miami uh who fly in who are say working uh girls we'll just like use that expression you've got to filter those out uh then you also have to filter out the sugar babies which there are a lot of in miami so i'm kind of used to, to, to detecting those so you've got to filter those ones out and then you you, you really want to filter for the girls who are actually living here, who are looking for a serious relationship, who, who aren't looking basically for to be paid for their time. Mm. Uh, because there is a phenomenon here where you'll have, you know, certain uh, wealthy people of, uh, you know, a Middle Eastern descent, shall we say, 
will host private parties and they want it they're not they're not they're not paying for anything of an intimate nature they will simply pay women to be at their villa and be a part of the party to to have like to be surrounded by a lot of beautiful women and, and have a good party so like brand ambassadors think, think that. say that again sorry like brand ambassadors uh yeah we can call them that sure <laughs> <laughs> But it's more. But it's, these are all in sort of private. These are in private. These aren't open to the public. These are, you know, in a private villa, something like that. Right. And it's it's. Look at this from a girl's perspective. I mean, that's one of the reasons anyone ever comes out here. There's a lot of English girls here. A mm. lot of English girls. And you, you think, why are there so many English girls in Dubai? It's an expensive city. Well, pretty English girl comes out here. She just needs to get, and she's going to get hit up, obviously, on her Instagram or her dating apps or whatever by uh, somebody who might arrange these events for somebody else discreetly, she is going to be offered thousands of dollars literally to just sit around and drink and smoke shisha. Mm. Uh, so when it comes to, so when a guy like me comes to town, it's like, well, or anyone, you're competing with that for that girl's attention. And look, I don't blame them. If someone paid me like few thousand dollars to sit around and, and drink and smoke, I'd probably take it too. Right. So, and they don't have to do anything, you know, it's just, that's kind of the culture here. So again, you're, you're trying to filter out those girls and go for the girls who are actually living here, actually working here, actually looking to date and, uh, and meet somebody. And those are the girls that, and, and here, and like I said, because the culture is Islamic, they're actually really good girls. They're not, the girls that live here locally, they ain't like, your uh, typical Miami girl that you might see on Fresh and Fit, for example, <laughs> they, uh, they are far from that. Oh. Yeah. What, what kind of qualities are we talking about here? Just uh, better culture? Polite, not, not disrespectful to men. They're not, uh, not, like, not argumentative, mm. uh, more feminine. They understand like, the, the, the natural kind of male-female polarity. I mean, that's taught in Islam. It's very much... And, through this, through this culture being Islamic one, the, the laws being Sharia law, that's kind of emphasized. So I think I, I mentioned to you before we, we went on air that public displays of affection aren't really a big thing here until recently. They were, uh, as far as I'm aware, from what I've been told until only a few years ago, it was actually kind of illegal to uh, uh, kissing in public and holding hands in public. Mm. At least, uh, you know, in Abu Dhabi, it's definitely the case. Here in Dubai, it's relaxed now. So it's it's as a Westerner, you kind of you you kind of used to these sort of things. Like, oh, I can, of course, I can kiss my girl in public. Of course, I can hold my hand in public. And here's a really interesting. Uh, I'll just dive a little bit more into what I've learned here. Part of the reason for that is, if say say you and me are uh, Emirati men, and we're hanging out together, and you have a woman, and I don't. If you and her are having a public display of affection, it's considered rude to me mm. because I don't have a woman there with me. So that's what that's part of the reason why they don't actively do that in public because it's a disrespectful thing to the other men if they don't have women with them. And I thought that was very very interesting. Like the men are put first here; they put their their position and role is one of authority, mm. Mm. leadership, uh, and I think. Man, it's, it's safe here. It's clean here. Uh, everyone seems very happy. It's, I'm not, <laughs> it works. <laughs> it gets, uh, gets a big thumbs up from me, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about how we discriminate between uh, a good woman and a sugar baby. How, what are some telltale mm -hmm. signs that you've run into? Because, you know, you might be out hanging at the club or whatever, or the bar, and you need to be able to determine really fast who's there for your money, and who's yeah. there because they're generally interested in it. Yeah. Well, okay. So if there's, there's two different things I'm going to distinguish here. What, like, so distinguishing from the sugar babies is I typically do that on like dating apps and Instagram. And one of the fastest ways to determine if she's a sugar baby is she will, one, she'll, her Instagram story will be every different, every night will probably be a different like high-end venue or really expensive restaurant. I'm like, hmm. She ain't the Miss Hairdresser from, you know, Sheffield, England, isn't paying for that herself. Okay, so that's a pretty big giveaway. Okay. Uh, the second thing will be them kind of prompting you saying, what restaurant are we going to? 
what venue are we going to? What you know, they're they're fishing for is this guy going to take me out to like the high end places because I've got all these other offers on the table. Mm. Right? That's the kind of the, those are the two big things I look for when I'm trying to determine is she a sugar baby or is she like a local girl. Mm. Now with the when you're out at bars and clubs, there are some, there are some venues that are quite notorious for this, uh, but it's I mean I. I for those of you who aren't aware of my background, I actually used to be a straight male companion back in Australia where, this, where that kind of thing is totally legal. I, uh, so I got paid to service wealthy businesswomen, take them to five-star dinners and, and then wine and dine them and, and you know, uh, have intimate companionship, shall we say, back at the hotel room. So I'm, I've been plugged into the industry for on not just the pornographic side of things, but on that side of things as well for a number of years. So I understand the business. And when you go to certain bars, one of the one of the telltale signs of a girl who is working, shall we say, is they'll typically be in pairs. They'll typically sit in pairs at a table together. They will not be having any alcohol. They'll be drinking like a soda water, something that looks like an alcoholic drink, but actually isn't an alcoholic drink, like a soda and lime or something like that. Uh, and then the other big thing to look out for, they'll they'll frequently pace the room together as a pair. Mm. And you'll also see, this is the more obvious sign is, when they see a table full of suckers, AKA like a, ta a table full of, of guys who, they, they clearly bought a table, they're not dressed super well, they're kind of, they're, they look a bit dorky, they look a bit, they don't have much, presence to them they don't have you can tell they haven't got a lot of self-esteem and swagger to them but they've got cash right you can tell that by looking at the guys you know maybe they're maybe they're kind of guys who caught a big crypto pump or they're they're tech nerds or something like this right they're, they're not guys with any kind of real swagger or women skills and you'll see groups of two or three working ladies shall we say jump on those tape like pounce on them like a tiger and what they'll do is they'll 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 walk right up to like walk right past the table flirt with the guys get up close to him touch him feel him kiss him sit next to him and then instantly they're drinking their drinks the girls will be pouring drinks from the guy's bottles into theirs and then trying to famoose the guy into taking her back mm. Mm. i hope y'all taking notes steph currently said i like my women rare <laughs> never been one to highlight everything moving indeed shout out to jabari judah he said defined gender roles that have been around 4,000 plus years work and make society better for education, economic advancement. You don't say we need Middle yeah. Eastern rules out West. Oh man. Yeah. Islam got a lot right, man. Mate, there, uh, look, I've, I've had a little bit, a bit of experience with, uh, you know, Middle Eastern ladies. And I will say that they are absolutely fantastic. They're super pleasant to be around. They're, they're like massaging your feet and folding your clothes and cooking for you and cleaning for you completely unprompted, like immediately. And it's like, and I, and I've talked, I've actually talked to a few, few, you know, Middle Eastern women on, uh, about this kind of topic. And they, they kind of agree that like, they talk like a lot of the, the guys in the manosphere space. It's kind of funny hearing the words come out of a woman's mouth. You know, they're like saying stuff like what? They're saying stuff like, well, women should be subservient to their man. Women, of course, of course, men are going to cheat. We know they're going to cheat. We just want to be the main girl. He can have his side girls. Like stuff like this, like verbatim out of their mouth. <laughs> and like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> I <love this. laughs> I'm missing out. <laughs> <laughs> you said they rub your feet and fold your clothes without prompt? Man. It's good. It's, mm. it's, it's fun idea. I'm not gonna lie. That's Beautiful some, people. Beautiful people. That's some good living right there. See the see the Islam got their women trained. We've we've allowed, you know, like when we look at the gross encroachment and growth of feminism in Western culture, mm. I always blame men. You allowed your women to get like that. Do you agree with that? You agree with that? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes. I think some people spend their time, especially in this arena, I guess they call it a manosphere or whatever, spend a lot of time blaming women. I'm like, no, you've allowed your women to get like this. 
Yeah. What do you the see? Man, the, the, the man's the guy that holds the standard. He has to hold a he has to hold a woman to a certain standard, and if she doesn't meet those standards, then okay, she he moves on. It's not that is and collectively as a whole, the West has kind of capitulated on a bunch of things, and on top of that, written it into law in such a way that it screws men over. Like what? Well, like basic marriage laws in in the West, like child support laws, like child custody laws, all these kind of things. Like guys, guys will get quote unquote divorce raped very, very easily. Right. Uh, a lot of a lot of false sexual assault allegations, a lot of false Me Too allegations, that, and and we've set up this kind of le- well legal and quasi legal system uh, through the uh, the kangaroo court of social media that you know you can't really qu- question. Uh, a woman, you can't really question her motives. You can, like, of course, she wouldn't be doing this purely for the money. Hint, hint. You know, right. So, and and but that that's where we're at now. But that didn't start with like the law being written. Right. It started before that with men capitulating, men not holding women to a certain standard, and and for want of a better term, men simping too much. Mm. What do you what do you define as simping? Putting a woman on a pedestal and not not having any, not holding her to any standard, letting her basically letting her get away with absolutely anything. What 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 are these standards? You know, top three, top five, top ten. You know, if you were to reconstruct the Western mm. man and create a set of standards for women, you know, what what standards would you create um, as a framework? I guess you can say that men need to follow as a collective. To sort of realign women so that I can get my feet rubbed and my back rubbed <laughs> without prompts. <laughs> well, the, the, the unprompted part is really a result of the culture and, and as a whole, right? Right. Because the culture comes first, the women are raising the culture, and then the actions come after that, right? right. So we're kind of working backwards in the West. If you want to, have, to end up in that situation, you've kind of got to work backwards a bit. But I can only speak to like what I hold as standards for myself. And so for me, the number one is loyalty is like, okay, well, if we have, if me and a lady have been intimate, well, she shouldn't be talking to any other dudes. She shouldn't be having, she should be ignoring anyone sliding in her Instagram DMs. She probably should delete her Instagram, if I'm being perfectly honest. Oh. Depends on how, how quick, depends on how long we've been together. But after a certain time, that shit should be gone. There's oh, no yeah. You really, there's no need for to have it. <laughs> it's like, I'm here now. Who are you advertising? It's like, it's, it's like, like having a house, selling a house and then keeping the for sale side out the front. What the hell's the point? Mm. You know? So get rid of that shit. Get rid of, de- obviously get rid of dating apps as well. She shouldn't have any male friends because everybody knows that like a male friend, like, there's no such thing as a male friend. A male, a, every male friend that she has actually wants to have sex with her. Correct. Even if that male friend has a girlfriend or a wife, he still would, if she dropped her pants and bent over or dropped her pants, got on her knees and said, I want to suck your dick privately where no one would know, no one would find out, he would take that as a yes. He would totally take that opportunity. So every male friend that she has is really just a dude who's waiting for his turn, waiting to get lucky. So they should be out of the freaking picture. Uh, any, of her, any of her, like feminazi friends or old cat lady friends should probably should need to be cut off because they're just going to sit there and dribble bullshit in her ear and poison her brain mm. when i'm actually trying to take her take her away from that bad conditioning that bad programming and give her a happy life okay mm-hmm. so step, that step one is like is loyalty she should be sticking around she'd be she'd be exclusive to me i'm the only guy that she did apart from her father and brothers it should be me and, mm. and then me and my boys, okay? Because she's now in my fold. She's in my circle. So she can talk to me and my boys. That's fine. My boys are good, are good guys. They're not going to hit on her. Mm. We've got bro code. They ain't gonna, I, I can trust her with them because I know they ain't going to do, gonna do shit. Right? Mm. So it's all in one. Two would be like, sub, for want of a better word, subservience. Like, do, does she get derive pleasure from pleasing me and serving me? Does she... Simple stuff like cook, clean, fold my clothes, like do, help me out in these little things because I'm on a mission. Like I, I believe it's the guy's job to provide. It's, it's old school values. I believe it's the guy's job to lead, to be the head of the household, 
to have a direction and bring her into that. And so she, it's kind of like I'm the captain of the ship and she's the first mate. She's there assisting me where I need assistance. And there's certain things that women have a far better touch for. Like a woman is a lot, it will, will put a lot more energy and love into things like presenting the table for like a family feast or preparing a beautiful meal, right? right? Or making the house pleasant and, and a nice environment to live in, right. keeping the house nice and pleasant. I don't need a, a nice tidy home. I, I can happily work at like, a, spend most of my life working at a computer and then falling asleep on a bed. Like I don't need much, right? right? But having a woman adding that feminine touch creates, can create a nice home environment, okay? Uh, and that's, I could stop right there. Those, those are the first two big ones. Because <laughs> those are the two big ones that are missing from like the Western world, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, okay, the third one, actually, I'll add I'll the third one. The third one I'll add is kind of like more, more of a what not to do than what to do. And it's stop trying to combat and compete with your man. Like stop, don't stop questioning him, especially around other men. You know, don't, don't, you should be there to make him look good, not bitching and nagging and and trying to take credit for stuff when it's not yours or trying to bring him down and make him look like silly in front of his other friends. Be respectful at all times to him because if you feel together, you're a team and it reflects badly on you just as much as it reflects badly on him if you're you know nagging and bitching and being disrespectful around him. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a huge one in the Muslim culture. They have like that unwritten rule where, you know, she doesn't like exactly what you said, man. She's not getting out of pocket when you're out in public in front of friends. If there's a dispute, you wait till you get home. Exactly. Yeah, you never do. You'd never. She would never do it in public. She'd only raise it back home. And the same goes for me. If I say, if I, and I, because I, I would, I would, I would do this. I would hold the same standard to her. Like if there was something she did, that I thought was a bit off. I'm not, unless it's super outrageous and needs to be like called out immediately. I'm, I'm going to not say it there. I'm going to like, okay, take a mental note and I'll address it when we get home. Same thing. Right. Common decency. Um, yeah. Steph Cronos at HotepCon 2020 24 in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jabari Judah said, I find Myron from Fresh and Filth not guilty on all charges due to his country of origin and religion. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely got that influence Jabbar. you are not wrong in that department I oh, yeah. um before we get out of here i got a couple of questions but 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 before we get into that you know some tips for the guys in the bedroom etc etc um you were a male escort and i need one of your craziest stories from when you were a male escort i know you probably got 85 that come to mind but i need mm. that one about that old lady that um you know you got back to the bedroom and she pulled out her leather costume and tied you to the wall or some shit like that. <laughs> like what's no, the I'll, I'll, i've got a slightly different one i'll tell i'll tell you what i'll tell you one of the craziest stories i had and this was this was really early on mm. in my career as well so my two main types of clients when i was an escort one was like the wealthy business lady okay Okay. And the, the other was actually like the, the kinky couple who wanted, like he wanted to sit in the corner and jerk off while I banged his missus in front of him. That was kind of like the setup. Right? Super, super common. Super, and, it was, and it was always the guy's idea, by the way. 100% of the time, it's the dude's idea to sit in the, to, he wants to bring me around to bang his missus in front of him so he can sit in the corner and watch it. 100% of the time, his idea. Anyway. So I had one of those kind of clients once. Okay. And I rocked up to this place. And uh, they, were, they were lovely, very, very, very polite, very cordial. And uh, but they, were, they were high. They'd been smoking a joint. And so they weren't really super situationally aware, shall we say. Mm. And we were sitting on their patio. And they had these two German shepherds. And I like dogs. I'm a dog guy. Uh, but, but these German shepherds were particularly protective of their mother and so i'm sitting here on this couch next to the lady and the gentleman is on the other side chilling out and the dogs are sort of circling around us i'm like all right this, nothing no problem so far no problem so far and then we start making out and all i remember hearing is this god-awful growling 
And I look out the corner of my eye and there's a dog like right here, frothing at the mouth, this far away from my jugular. Uh. Like, oh, and like old boy over here is so high, he's not paying attention. She's so high, she's not paying attention. So I have to like very delicately like ease away from the, <laughs> the lady so the dog backs off. And then I have to like tell it, get these two to come off and get inside so we can continue the show because I was... Yeah, this close to having my neck ripped apart by like an angry German Shepherd. It was lovely. Oh, a German Shepherd. Oh, Lord have mercy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have, uh, uh, what's uh, the other type of, Rottweilers are very protective of their masters too. Yeah, super loyal. I've, I've actually had them. Super loyal. They're lovely dogs, but yeah, you don't want to mess with them. The Roddy, you had a Roddy before? Yeah, I had a Roddy growing up. Yeah. Yeah, super, um, super loyal and um, could be aggressive, but very protective. Yeah. Um, I always wanted a Roddy. One day I'm going to have one. When I'm not going to be traveling, I'll definitely have one. Um, and my kids are grown because right now, technically, I have a daughter and she's uh, 14, 13, 14 months. And that's kind of like having a pet. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need another one of those. Um, you said what? A pet that cannot feed itself or like they can't you can't just leave food around right well she eats everything and that especially <laughs> things that are not food so exactly um let's talk about how men can be better in the bed um let's talk about mistakes do's and don'ts do's and don'ts for men in the bed what are some some of your top tips well i'll tell you what like one of my one of my biggest don'ts actually comes from me chatting to a lot of women and uh, sort of surveying them in particular, not just regular girls, but porn stars and working girls, everyone I know. And one of the biggest complaints, and if there's any, you know, ladies watching right now in the chat, please chime in if you, if you agree with me, it would be nice to, to, to get the survey on this as well. One of the biggest complaints I've heard is men being too damn quiet in the mm. silence. Mm. Like, eerie silence and i've heard okay when i've asked this question to women i've said how does it make you feel and and lady ladies in the chat can can chime in with their responses how does it make you feel as a woman if you're with if you're in bed with a man and he's totally silent not just not saying any dirty talk i'm not even talking about that but he's not making any noise you know and every time i've asked this question the answer I get is it makes me feel like he's not into me. Mm. Even though he could be completely erect and inside of her at that moment, she still thinks and feels like he isn't even into her at all. Mm. Purely because he ain't making any noise whatsoever. Mm. So, first of all, guys need to be a bit, uh, need to be more comfortable with being vocal and expressive. Even if Dirty talk is, is a secret superpower. I highly, highly encourage guys to learn how to dirty talk better because it's there's a, this thing between your ears is her biggest sexual organ and you can man, you can make a woman come like 200, 300% faster if you just know how to whisper or even yell dirty shit in her ear properly. Mm. But forgetting that, just being more vocal in, with your moans and your groans and letting her know that you're enjoying what you're into is really good because the, the, the female ego in particular in the bedroom is really tied into this idea of being able to get a man off, being able to please a man. Because if, if, because women are sexual beings, we like as bad as it is, well, as bad as Western culture tells us that it's, you shouldn't sexually objectify women. We do like, Men do it and women do it. We look at women as sex objects. You know, we, we admire them for their beauty and their sexuality, right? Mm. I don't think that's a bad thing. So letting her know in the bedroom that she is a beautiful, sexy woman, you can do that very easily through expressing yourself. And, and that all, one of the other things that does as well, it, it, lets, it lets her know that you're present because that's another big thing. Mm. A lot of guys get too in their head in the bedroom. And this can lead to a bunch of different problems. But one of the main problems it can lead to is like performance anxiety issues because they're, they're in their head, they're, they're too worried, they're not going to perform or they're, they're asking stupid questions like, oh, I hope I can I measure up to her, 
her last lover. I hope I'm as good as him. Is my dick as big as his? I don't, am I getting her off? I hope I'm getting her off. If I don't get her off, I hope she won't see me again. Like stupid shit like this. Yeah. It's a really negative thought spiral. And a woman can tell instantly if you are not there, present in the moment with her. And what that does is it puts her in a head. It makes her less likely to come. It makes her less likely to enjoy herself and to orgasm. Mm. So sex should be this basically a meditative experience for the both of you where you're present and in the moment. And I'm not one of these, you know, tantric, hippie, woo-woo kind of guys. If anything, I'm far from it. But in the, in the way that I teach men to, to behave in the bedroom, but being present in that moment is super, super important for both her enjoyment and your performance, your ability to stay in the zone, shall we say. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do on set. That's what we do when we're, when we're shooting professionally. Our job is to, we have to have laser-like focus be present and completely block out anything. Well, simultaneously be aware of where the camera is and block it out as well. You know, right. Block out any of these some distractions and things that are going on. Right. You got the lighting guy there and the other guy. And yeah, I always found that kind of like, I, I don't know if I could do that. I'd be like, man, like y'all distracting I'll, I'll me, what, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. They're actually, they're, they're actually not that distracting because they're actually, because they're aware that if they move around and do, do too much, like it's going to be distracting. Mm. They're actually super respectful. They, they actually, you barely notice them because they just sit there quietly on their phone like, mm. while you're doing your thing. Mm. If you ask any guy in the porn industry who's like a lighting guy, an audio guy, a, per, a, a personal assistant, within like a month on the job, he's like, the, the novelty has totally worn off. Mm. And it's not, he's not like, Oh, man, I get to see titties today. He's like, ah, eh, whatever. Like he's just on his phone. <laughs> he's jaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I find that um, you know, during the act of those relations, is the best time we can call a woman out of her name. Mm-hmm. You can use the b word liberally in the bedroom. You little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, you can get you can get as creative as you like with that. Yeah, you know, that's and that's it's. I look at it like you are allowed. It's the one place, especially in the West, it's the one place left when where men are allowed to be men. Men are allowed to be masculine. Men are encouraged to be masculine, if I will say that. And I personally highly encourage guys to to be dominant, to be not just like not just lead the interaction, but also being physically dominant, physically overpowering, not hurting somebody. Obviously, this is done consensually for anyone who you might you know, need to ask that question. <laughs> but women like to be, you know, dom- physically dominated by a man in the bedroom. Like there's a reason that, you know, all these romance novels and things have the dark brooding gentleman who sweeps her off her feet and just takes her. That idea of being taken is at the core of basically every female fantasy there is. It's a, and that's what they want. They don't want a man who is sort of passive and timid and milk toast and vanilla. They want a guy who is obviously confident, but what does confident really mean? Well, he's sure of himself, he's leading. And here's, here's another piece of advice for everybody watching. Like when guys, a lot of guys come to me with like, oh, I don't know if I could be that dominant guy in the bedroom. And I, and I teach guys, you know, how to do this through, through, through my newsletter, through my, my various products, my, my YouTube channel, whatever it is, right? But a large part of that is you've got to understand that if you, for her to feel comfortable in you being more dominant and, and more leading and maybe more aggressive, more kinky, whatever it is, you have to be comfortable first. So, because whatever you feel emotionally, she is going to ping off of. She's going to feel that emotion as well. So, if you feel this is this is woo woo bullshit. This is just women being extremely emotionally intelligent. If you are sort of nervous and unsure of yourself, well, she's sure as hell going to be nervous and unsure of you as well. But if you're calm and confident in what you're doing, she is going to be a lot more calm and confident in letting you lead her through that experience. And this is a great way, but this is the attitude you want to come from whenever you want to experiment with something new in the bedroom. 
say, you know, if you want to dive into BDSM, or if you want to dive into role play, if you want to dive into domination, whatever it is, being comfortable in, the, in a, even if you might have a little bit of niggling doubt in the back of your head, but executing it in such a way that you are perceived as confident, at least, at least for the first time, is going to allow her to feel a lot more safe and relaxed in that experience. Mm. And one, one more thing I'll add in there is that a large part of why I emphasize being physically dominant in the bedroom is that fundamentally for, for a woman to, to feel safe around a man, and this goes back to like evolutionary programming, right? For a woman to feel safe around a man, he has to have the capacity for violence. Mm. He doesn't necessarily have to be a violent man, especially not with her. Mm. But if he does not at least have the capacity for violence, that means he can't protect her. Mm. That means he is, he is a useless, weak man. Mm. It doesn't mean he's like, you don't have to be a violent man. You just have to have the capacity for violence, mm. which means you can protect her, take care of her, provide for her. She's safe. Because mm. if we look, you know, we rewind the clock to the time we were hunter gatherers. What, like, if a woman is pregnant, she is vulnerable. <laughs> like, she will get killed by a rival tribe. She could starve, or some tiger could come along and eat her ass. So she needs a guy who's capable of violence to, to actually ensure that she, her and the baby stay alive, right? Right. And this, in, in the way that that is kind of communicated and demonstrated in the bedroom, is by showing her that you are clearly more more of a physical being, stronger, more dominant than her in the bedroom. And that's, that's subconsciously what's going on there. If I'm, you know, spanking a girl, pulling her hair, you know, choking her, you know, getting a bit rough, tying her hands behind her back, whatever it is, all that is doing subconsciously is demonstrating that I have the capacity for violence. Not that I'm violent with her, but I have the capacity for it. Ergo, I can protect her and keep her safe. And it's this weird thing when you, when you start playing around with more with BDSM and more more extreme sex acts, women go into what's known as you know subspace. They go into this very very feminine, very very calm, relaxed space after that kind of a, a really rough uh, sexual experience, consensual abuse. Subspace. What is this subspace you speak of? Subspace, so when we say dom sub, dominant submissive. Subspace is the term you use for when women get in, uh, completely in their submissive headspace. They're receptive oh. and they're, they're, you could say, compliant. They're, they're going along with what the dom is telling them to do. And it allows them to just let go. Mm. It, 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 it takes away any and all responsibility. From her, mm. that's a, that's a, largely in part why BDSM is so powerful. Because she, if 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 she's being tied up and hung from the ceiling, well, she's not really responsible for anything that's going on. So she doesn't have to like she doesn't have to take any responsibility. She doesn't have to worry. She's like as long as she's comfortable with the man she's doing this with, right? Everything is under his control, and it allows her to, to be fully in that submissive headspace and receive whatever it is he's got. Uh, he's got a plan for her, really. Mm, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, there's a Sasha O in the chat, and she says facts. So I guess she is uh, agreeing uh, with Mr. Sterling Cooper here. Um, okay, another very popular question men are going to ask uh, as far as a woman's orgasm is concerned. What are some things that a man can do to, and I'm sure you've touched on a lot of that already as, as far as, you know, to have in the subspace, getting, you know, uh, making her feel relaxed in her head, et cetera, et cetera, or out of her head, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but what are some things that they can, they can do in positions, et cetera, et cetera? So know your angles. Angles are, are very important because there's a, there's a couple of my, I'll give you guys a couple of my favorite, like go-to little, little position hacks that you can try out tonight. And if they, if you, if you try them with success, I'd love to hear about it. So hit me up somehow and just tell me that it worked. So two of my favorite little adjustments to tell people to do. One is basic in, in basic missionary position, right? Just grab a pillow, fold that pillow in half, slide it under her hips. What you're doing there is, okay, so say this is a, 
so we can do this on the camera properly. So that's like her, her body laying there, you know, in missionary position, you're kind of penetrating at this kind of a downward angle naturally. When you put the pillow on her hips, it raises those hips up slightly. So now your angle of penetration is more directly in line with her G spot. The head of your penis is going to be hitting and rubbing up against that spot more frequently, more commonly. Okay. Mm. So that's, knowing your angles is really all about knowing, like knowing how to get the head of your penis to hit and glide up against the G spot. Yeah. Mm. So that's the first thing. That's the first way you can do in missionary position. And the second thing I like to do in cowgirl position. So when she's on top of you, rather than having her sort of go up and down, like you might see in a lot of pornos, which we purely do basically for like the camera angles and to, show, and to make it look good. Instead of doing that, have her lay flat on you and you do what I like to call panning for gold. So you grab her thighs, like, like you, you know, see, see those old time, you know, gold diggers, they'll, prospectors, they'll, get, they'll have like the, the sieve and they'll, they'll do this back and forth, right? They're panning for gold. So you do that with her, she's on top of you, you do that with her hips. So you're grabbing on her hips and you're moving her forwards and backwards like that. Mm. Quite vigor relatively vigorously too. So you need a bit of forearm strength to, to do this properly. Mm. But what you're doing there, you're doing two things actually. One, her, her clitoris is grinding against your pelvic area, okay, which is a nice sensation. And two, the head of your penis is slamming into her G-spot that way. Mm. And, you're, and you're actually in control of it. You can be, you can be quite vigorous. And personally, that like that is my absolute favorite go-to. If I'm being, if I'm feeling real lazy and I just want to get her off, I'll get her on top, and within like two or three minutes, bang, she's she's coming. <laughs> that's that's a really easy cheat code. Mmm, that's interesting. And you done level me up. Two little tips just like that. <laughs> I hope y'all taking notes, man. I know it's 10 a.m. Relax, people. I know it's 10 a.m. <laughs> But it's 7 p.m. in Dubai and sex is good yeah. any time of the day, especially in the morning. Um, before we got on here, we started talking about uh, non-transactional relationships, right? So women, you know, we touched on this a little bit earlier. I feel like mm. all, all relationships are transactional. I think what you're saying is maybe monetary transactions or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, there's a difference between a monetary transactional relationship, which would be something like a sugar baby. Right. And a sugar daddy yeah. versus like, I guess you're right. Yeah, they are, they are transactional in a sense, but there's actual genuine attraction going on there. You mm. know, she is doing things for him, you know, say cooking, cleaning, sucking his dick, whatever it might be, because she genuinely likes him and wants something, it wants his affection. As long as money, but she might get his money as well. It's part of being, you know, in, in that relationship with him, but she actually wants his his time, his attention, and his affection, and his love, mm. you know? And likewise, he will do things for her for the same reason. Right. It's not just about, like, the transaction there is like, she wants money, he wants sex. That's the transaction relationship. The other relationship is, well, I want, I mean, me personally, I want someone who's gonna make my life easier, you know, right. help, help around the house where I can massage me, cook for me, clean for me, blah, 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 and in return, she gets my love and affection. Mm. That, yes, that's transactional, but that's that's a, a transactional relationship based on actual attraction versus based on money for sex. Right. Do you think that men should pay for the pudenda, or they should not? Or look, man, it's, it's your life. I ain't gonna tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 funny because I've actually had some guys. I've had some guys, uh, some clients of mine in the past who have who've been very either who've been a virgin or who haven't had sex in like ages. Uh, be like, you know, I want to, I want to sort of get this monkey off my back and just like hire, hire an escort over. And I'm, look, if if you're an, if if you're like a 30, 40 year old virgin and you just want to get that off your, that monkey off your back, go right ahead. I ain't no problem. I do doing that. The problem is though that like it, it's it's like putting a same with like well really any guy doing it. It's just putting a band aid over the problem. It's not it's not you're not getting to the root cause because. Women are more than sex, man. Like sex is sex is great and it's fun and I love it. Don't get me wrong, I made a career out of it. But like genuinely, I can say this without you know any shadow of a doubt. As a guy who slept with quite a number of women, uh, both professionally and uh, 
for fun, right? I mean, professionally, it was fun as well. But sex gets boring after a while. Like just sex is, once you've sampled, you know, all the different flavors that are out there, you know, different nationalities, it basically feels the same everywhere you go. Yeah. And, and you know, once you learn how to teach a woman how to do things properly the way you like it, it's basically the same. Right. What is different is what she can add to your life, what value she can actually add to your life. A woman should be an asset to your life, not a liability. She should make your life a compliment, not a hindrance. You know, she should make, not a competitor, right? She should make things easier, be on the same journey with you, be on the path with you, help you, you know? You're out there slaying dragons. You're out there conquering the world. You come home and she is your peace, right? And that's the beauty of it. And women, women my friend, uh, my friend has this fantastic quote. He's like, women are the best uh, item of jewelry a man can possibly own. Mm. And that sounds a bit, that sounds a bit objectifying, but it's like, he doesn't mean it that way. He means it as like, she's just compliment to your life. It's just, it accentuates life. And I get the kind of guys who are like, I'm making lots of money. I don't have time. You know, my time is very precious. I just want to, you know, get my rocks off. Okay, fine. If you just want to get your rocks off, fine. But man, you're missing out on the whole part of life that is truly beautiful. It's a truly beautiful experience being being loved by women. When, they, when you know, when they're good women, when you vetted them properly, when you hold them accountable, you hold them to, to your standards, they are truly an asset and a blessing to your life. They're not naggy and, and, and time dra and energy draining and time wasting. They're a beautiful asset. So I will say to guys who, you know, insist on paying for poon all the time is like, it's a bandaid. Like you're not, you're missing out on a lot of life by not handling this part of your life, which is clearly lacking. Mm. You know, it'd be like if I was walking around with back pain all my life, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit down all the time. And I'm never, I'm not going to, I'm not going to exercise. I'm not going to exercise. I'm not going to stand up. I'm not going to like do any of these things that cause me back pain. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a band-aid. Like the, the actual solution is, well, I need to hit the gym, work on my core strength, get my back stronger, and then the back pain will go away. Right. right? So fix the root cause of the problem is my advice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, uh, Exposed a little bit of my age and ignorance earlier when I said picking up women at the bar because that doesn't really happen anymore. You normally just meet them there after you pick them up elsewhere, usually on social media. Um, so I don't know what that world is like. I'm in a relationship. Um, so tell me, um, or tell the audience, I should say, um, how does a man posture, right? Because we talked about once you get in the bed, but how do you get her there, right? And, 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 and maybe not even, it's not even about getting her there, but getting her into your life as a genuine desire. How do you posture yourself on social media? Cause these women, especially Western women, are, even the ones that aren't sugar babies, they're still superficial. They're still looking at your follower count. They're still looking to see how much money you got, right? Cause you got to, they're trying to secure their future, marriage, et cetera, et cetera. So how does a man posture himself? You know, what's the line between simping and flirting? Walk, walk us through that. You know what? Okay, so a good line I always say is like the difference between like so simping and actually like being a means to an end is it's totally okay for you to pay for logistics. Like I'm a gentleman. If I bring a woman out on a date, like I'm inviting her. I'm gonna buy drinks. I'm gonna I'm gonna either pick her up in a car or Uber her there, or you know I'm gonna take care of the logistics of getting her there because I I'm bringing. But more importantly, I'm actually bringing her into my life. Right. Like I'm bringing her into bars that I like to go to, restaurants I like to go to, whatever's close to where I live, like into my neighborhood, into my life. I don't ever go into like, I wouldn't ever really go on a date with a woman to like meet up with her friends and hang out with her in her neighborhood, her mm -hmm. like social circle. Cause that's not the point. The point is I want her in my life, not the other way around, right? That's a very important distinction. You might, a lot of people might miss, but I personally, I mean, I personally use like a lot of dating apps and I use Instagram and things like this. And sort of a golden rule that I will tell guys is like, you don't, a woman will, two things. Well, one, you want to paint a picture of a lifestyle, okay? You want she, you want her to be able to look at your, your Instagram profile, look at your dating profile or whatever, and be like, this is a movie I want to be in. Like this is something like, he's the lead character and I want to be the damsel in the street. I want to be like the psychic. I want to be a part of this because mm. this looks like 
either fun or it's in alignment with my values. It's what I'm about. It's what I'm looking for. There's something there that she can latch onto and she wants to join and be a part of because you want to bring her into your life. And the other thing I'll say in regards to Instagram and dating apps and stuff is a lot of guys are really, really shit at taking photos. They're incredibly bad. Uh, so because the important thing for men to understand, here's a, here's a key difference between when men are swiping on dating apps versus when women are swiping on dating apps um, or, an, or an Instagram looking for an Instagram profile, a man will look through a woman's like dating profile and he'll like try to find a reason to swipe. Like he'll be looking for a reason to swipe right. So he's looking for like, he's going to imagine her as the best photo he can find of her. Mm. That's what he thinks she looks like. Mm. That's why, that's why we get catfished all the time. Mm. Right versus her she is actively looking for a reason to disqualify him and she is going to judge all her entire perception of him based on his worst photo mm. she's going to go through his entire instagram or his entire dating profile and be like you could have a dozen great photos and one shitty one that's how she is judging you oh. so it's actually more important for you to be to be super vetting of like your in my opinion super vetting of like your Instagram photos, your dating app profiles, like cull that shit down and just only use photos that you know are absolutely killer. You know that, you know, make you look really, like make you look at as best as you possibly can. Right. Because I can't, I, like good lighting, good posing and a camera, and, like, and, and like a good camera can make a dude go from like a five to an eight, like right. instantly. It's so, it's most guys aren't actually ugly. Like, really most guys are like deformed or you know mm. like okay you might maybe you're a bit short maybe you're a bit chubby okay you can still dress well right. you can still hit the gym like there's things that are within your control you can still like shave and, and, and style your hair right obviously i had a bit of the barber in a week but you can you can do things to level up because sure as hell you better believe that every girl who is not very good looking in the face is in the gym hitting the squat rack losing weight she's trying to take herself from like a six to an eight by hitting the gym every goddamn day because she's competing they do this in miami i know for damn sure this is what this is why miami is actually kind of good they're all competing for like the attention of, the, of like basically like sugar days right so even if she's got a, a bit of a butter face she's gonna make sure she's got a great ass she might slap a pair of fake titties on herself mm -hmm. and voila she's got some rich dude's attention now Right. So why aren't, why aren't dudes trying to do this playing like do the same thing, man? Like you can get better. I used to be a complete fucking geek. I'm not even joking. If I, if I sent you photos from when I was like in my early twenties, you wouldn't believe it's the same guy. <laughs> I was really, really social, awkward, total nerd. I turned my fucking life around and I got ended up getting paid to get my dicks up. <laughs> so if I can do that, then sure as hell the average guy can like hit the gym and take some good photos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. So what about the, the, the language that they should be using in the speech or is there no talking to be done? I think she's selecting you already or. Oh, no. I mean, I mean, obviously like when I'm, when I'm on the date with a girl, I'm talking and stuff, but I'm before I'm, the date, right? Like I'm, Instagram I'm DMs. Pretty, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of flirty. Like it's, I'm not like, it's pretty obvious that I'm not like there for business. I'm not there to be her friend or something like mm. it's kind of obvious that I'm hitting on her. Mm. I make it, and I, and I don't, it's, it's a, there's a fine line. Like I'm not saying I'm not coming out the gate being like, like you're gorgeous. I want to bang you, but mm. it's like, I'm dropping in, like I'll drop in a compliment here and there. I'll drop in a little, little, I'll be flirting with her back and forth, you know? And it's, and I'll be, and I'll be painting a picture, you know, I'll be painting a picture of like, you know, us, us, you know, I hope you've got a nice dress picked out for a romantic date. I hope you, you know, I want to, like, everyone's going to be jealous of us when, when I'm walking you through the venue because we're going to be the hottest people in the room. You know, that's kind of what I'm getting. Like, it's kind of, I'm, I'm calling myself hot at the same time, but it's, it, but that's funny, right? <laughs> so I'm doing it in, a lot of guys might look at like a conversation I have with, with a woman I've slept with and be like, oh, he's, he's being a sit because he called her beautiful or something like that. And it's, I don't, they don't, Guys can get a bit too black and white with this stuff. They can get a bit too autistic with this stuff. And they, they hear something on the internet like don't simp and they extrapolate that to mean basically anything where you treat a woman nice. 
Like I'm, I'm a complete gentleman when I'm with a woman. Like I'm holding, like she's holding my arms. I'm walking into the restaurant. I'm pulling the seat out for her. I'm paying the bill. I'm ordering the food for her. I'm ordering her drinks. I'm ordering her drinks for her. I'm talking to the waiter. I'm taking care of the whole thing. I'm telling her what to wear, where to go, what time. Like I'm making all the decisions leading like a gentleman, right? Because that surprise, surprise still works, guys. Like they still respond well to that stuff if you don't put them on a pedestal. And that's the important part. I ain't... I'm not, I'm doing this, but from a position of like, I know I'm the shit, but I'm still, and I'm the man, but I'm the man and I'm going to lead you there, right? I'm not doing it from a position of, oh gee, I really hope she likes me. I really hope, I really hope she, she wants to see me again. I really hope she'll give me a kiss. Like I'm pretty, once she's on the date, once she's out on the date with me, I'm pretty direct, like, or like I'm pretty, uh, I'm relatively aggressive with the whole thing. I'm not, it's obvious that I'm trying to, without saying it, it's obvious that this is a flirtatious sexual interaction. Mm. It's not like a platonic, let's just be friends thing. Right. Cause it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got her out on a date if it was, it's pretty obvious. You know, I make my, uh, I make my romantic intentions pretty clear mm. early on. Yeah. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Okay, we're going to start to wind down here. One last thing I want to ask you about is your clients, right? You help men out. Uh, and they hire you, et cetera, et cetera. Tell me about your clients, what type of clients you get, the good and the bad. You know, and when I say the good and bad, I mean, you know, what does your best client look like? What does your worst client look like? And also tell me, um, what are the common problems that they're having? Mm. Well, so some of, my, some of my best clients, I get guys from, from all age ranges though. It's kind of interesting. Like I get, I get guy two two extremes of the spectrum that stand out for me right now. I had a guy who was a total virgin, never had sex in his life. He he took one of my courses, took one of my, read one of my books. He first time he had sex, no nerves, killed it, made the girl orgasm, made the girl squirt, like absolutely. And he wrote me this as an email after. I was like, you man, you motherfucker, you absolutely crushed it. I was like, yes. <laughs> that, I, mean, I was like, I had, so, I had so much pride. <laughs> yeah. The other guy I had, I had this dude who was like, who was like 56 or 60, something like that. And he took, he took one of my courses and he was like, man, this, I, I went through your stuff. I applied it. And me and my wife just had the best sex we've ever had in 10 years. Mm. And I was like, damn, that is, I'm literally saving marriages with this shit. Right. Like, because I believe fundamentally that the bedroom is like a microcosm of the relationship as a whole. Mm. So if, 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 if you're laying the pipe right, if you're dicking her down, right, she ain't nagging. Facts. Like, you know, she ain't telling you to take the trash out and shit <laughs> if she's getting the dick right, you know? And so, and that's why I'm really grateful that a lot of dudes who are, I'm not just catering to dudes who, you know, are single. I'm also catering to dudes who are in relationships and are trying to get that spark back in the bedroom, get things back on track. Mm. Um, for me, I guess like the, the worst kind of client would, would be the kind of guy who like expects to like take, take my material, read through my material and like never really goes out and like applies it, expects to like theorize the whole, like the whole interaction and never like, like take a bit of it apply it, feel it out, make it work for you. You know, don't expect to be able to, to sort of have the entire situation planned out from A to B before you've even tested it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of a, a, a weird answer, but right. I do occasionally get guys who, who pontificate and stay in like theory land and they'll try to like, they'll try to, even after they bought my stuff and read through my stuff, they'll try to like ask a million questions before they even go out and apply anything. Mm. It's like, no, man, no. it's okay to make mistakes. That's what my material is for. It's to, it's to help you prevent, well, prevent you from making mistakes and correct you when you do. And it's right. like, okay, well, here's what, if you get into trouble here, here's what you should do. If your boner goes down, do this instead. If you, if you get a bit nervous, we'll do this instead. You know, if, you, if she's not climaxing this way, do this position instead or do that instead. And so it's like, oh, like you can, you need to actually go out there and, you know, and put this stuff into practice. Right. Otherwise you'll, you'll, you'll never really learn anything. You know, right. it's like, it's like reading a manual on like how to ride a bicycle, never actually getting on a bicycle. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I hate when people read my material and then they don't apply it. 
Like, I don't know if it worked. Did you try it? No. And then you don't know if it works or not. <laughs> you got to actually do it, you know? But I do know that a lot of guys try to work because I, I get a lot. If anyone looks at my Twitter account, it's just filled with testimonials that I get day in, day out from dudes who take my stuff. And it's, it's, it's kind of this weird thing. I had a friend of mine tell, I'm not really a religious guy. Although I might, I might be now that it's my experience uh, out here in the Middle East. <laughs> might be slowly converting, who knows? But... I had a friend who's a Christian. He said to me, he said, you know, Sterling, you're, uh, you're doing God's work. And I kind of laughed when he said that. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm being deadly serious. Because mm. he, he, I showed him this testimonial from this, uh, this guy who was married. And he's like, you literally just saved this dude's marriage. You're doing God's work. You're helping men and women be men and women again. Like, you know what? Maybe you're right. Sure. Especially today. That is so true. And it's so necessary because they're trying to divide the sexes. Um, yeah. What are the common problems amongst your clients? Common problems, the, mo the most common ones tend to be like performance anxiety is a big one. Not knowing how to, what buttons, not knowing what buttons to push and how to push them on women. Not really knowing their way around the female body. Those are the, the top two, in my, in my opinion. Like problems with the boner and then problems with the female body. Because one is, one is entirely based around him and, and things he can do with his diet, with his, with his health, with his hormones, or with his mind. And then the other part is about understanding how to interact with a woman and knowing your body. I like, I take guys from this process of not, they can, like I said, I've got had dudes who were virgins <laughs> taking my stuff and they will know a woman's body better than she does mm. by the time they've gone through my material. And I'm like, to me, that is, that is uh, yeah, quite a point of pride. I think success. It sounds like success to me. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sterling Cooper, the interplanetary bedroom god. His links are in the description box below. Sterling, uh, was it SterlingCooper.com? SterlingCooper.com is the, the easiest one-stop shop. You can also, you can find me on Twitter at SterlingCooperX. I am search suggestion banned, though, so you'll have yeah. to click on the name. Uh, and on my YouTube channel, just type in Sterling Cooper. Sterling is spelled S-T-I-R, by the way. And you'll be able to find, I give out a ton of free advice there. You get, get on my mailing list. Uh, you'll find out a bunch of free advice. Sterling Cooper, hang out for a second while we close out the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another sharp conversation with Hotep Jesus. Um, you can find this podcast in the audio version on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe there. One of the gentlemen just said God tier. Yes, this is great content. This is exactly what you guys needed at 10 a.m. in the morning, East Coast time. Uh, we appreciate all our listeners. Make sure you subscribe. And if you're on one of those uh, platforms like Spotify or Apple, please leave a review of the podcast. I truly appreciate it. And hopefully it is five stars. Hotel. And we're out.